Hello, and welcome to episode 83 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McMiniman. In this week's podcast, we are discussing the topic of flexing based on your current business needs. So, with that, let's go ahead and start the show. Sean, how's it going today? Good, Les. How's things with you? I am doing... I'm doing fine. It's been a challenging week, but uh, I'm doing fine. <laughs> it makes you feel alive having a challenging week, doesn't it? <laughs> I guess you could call it that, feeling alive. <laughs> yeah. I try to look at things not sh- the optimistic view. Yeah, feeling alive. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm debating that one. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, to some degree. <laughs> Anyways, um, glad to be back with everybody. Um, today, uh, we're going to talk about uh, fluctuations in work. So, as I can imagine, no matter what type of business you're in, uh, your work activity goes up and down. And so, what we wanted to touch on today was how do you how do you manage that? How do you handle that? You know, I know for us. So, you know, and I'll I'll explain kind of our situation and. Sean, why don't you explain y'all's situation and see if we can't kind of discuss something in between that. But uh, I know being a custom manufacturer, you know, we've constantly had challenges in which we were feast or famine, uh, where we, we were going from one end to the other. And, and 90% of our work was custom work. So we have tried to put a few things in place to um, put some foundational, what I would call foundational work in place uh, to give us that. Uh, rhythm so that we can take those curves and flatten them out a little bit. But it's definitely a challenge for our environment uh, as far as how work uh, comes and goes. You know, how do we, you know, understand the sales pipeline when it's, you know, custom manufacturing, uh, you know, e- and even some of the continuous flow work has still got some uh, unexpected uh, flow processes to it. You know, some of the people that want continuous um assemblies or quantities of certain things, we still have some uh, challenges with those. And so, again, the, the whole point of this conversation is discussing, you know, the fluctuation and all that. So what about you all, Sean? What, what's the synopsis of y'all's environment look like? It's very similar. Um, you know, doing custom designed equipment, that's that's part of our business. But uh, it's, it's kind of fun being in the heavy industrial rental equipment, so... Uh-huh. We 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 are uh, always prepared. I don't know. We talked about this before. We try to always be prepared to have equipment ready for when people need it, whether it's emergency or planned. But um, you know, when when the schedule the schedule has it for customers when they're done with the equipment, you know, after their minimum after their minimum time, you know, it could come, it could come back. The equipment could come back for work to be done on it at any time, and and in many cases. It all seems to land at the same time. So, so with the, with the workforce that you have, yeah, with the workforce that you have that, you know, can juggle along steadily when, when things come back and you have an influx of work to be done, then, you know, you have to really talk about prioritizing and, and managing people's emotions when it comes to them seeing how much work is in front of them. I, I like to tell yeah. I, I like to tell people that okay you know you've got to be here you've got to be here for 
eight hours a day or 10 hours a day. That's what you want to be here to be, get paid 40 hours a week. We just, you just take one bite at a time out of the elephant. Okay. Just, that's why you have people that, that are, are worker bees and you have people that are the planners and the leaders to be able to put in front of worker bees the work that should happen next. Right. Right. And, and inevitably, you know, things will change. Something that you didn't plan on, on doing until, you know, four weeks from now, all of a sudden that's, that's a piece of equipment that's needed. Well, then you just have to reshuffle. And, and you I, know, think, th- I think one of the biggest things is to, is to not get excited about that reshuffle and say, Oh my goodness, we could, uh, running around like the, uh, sky is falling. Right. You know, um, there's a famous saying that, uh, I always think about when we talk about in our environment or when we talk about topics such as this, and that is, you know, generals will oftentimes come up with great plans, but when the first fire shot is fired, those plans usually get shuffled or changed or go right out the window. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. uh, it's funny that you bring up the military aspect. I was, I was talking, like I, I told you a little earlier, talking to a financial guy today and, uh, um, yeah. and, and I, and I told him, you know, when you're, when you're looking, whether it's your 401k and your retirement and the market's going up and down, it, you, you have to, you have to always be thinking and how to move money or get out of, get out of something and makes you feel, makes you feel alive. And he, he was the one that, that came to me talking about a guy that he knows that, that was in, in war. He needs that, he needs that adrenaline in and he gets it out of his job and the sports that he does. And, and I understand it completely. I sit at my desk and when things are going bananas, Man, I just, I just love it. It feels like I get a, uh, a, a calm in my torso to just think through what has to be done and then just delegate the, the method and the process to, to get what needs to be done and then check back with them. You know, check back with them, making sure that you go, you go and, and ensure that they understood it and they're getting it done based on what you laid out. So that's where you and I's emotional intellect kind of are a little bit different. In that you, you thrive on that excitement and I don't thrive as much. You know, I like things for, to be very orderly, very structured. And when those things start weaning and falling away, I, I feel anxious for some reason. And, and I, I don't thrive on, on them as much as you do. So that's kind of interesting that, uh, you know, both of us in a leadership role, you know, how do we, you know, manage that kind of, you know, activity and, and ensure that we're keeping it, you know, well, in check and, you know, at bay. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, I don't want to, I, I don't want to make it sound like I, I love chaos and, and I am absolutely <laughs> against the firefighter in the company. You know, the people that cannot right. plan and then just go around, you know, yelling and directing and pointing when, when things hit the fan. So the, the idea is to plan as much as you can like it, everybody understands it, but when, when things go awry, the, the achievement of still getting it done, still satisfying the customer, making sure nobody gets hurt, man, you go home at the end of the day saying, oh, that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, sure. So one of the things you mentioned just a second ago caught my attention a little bit, and that is people's emotions as they're going through things like this. Do you have any, any, words of wisdoms or tips that you, you try to adhere to when you're dealing with the emotions of, of the flux in work or the change in activities? 
Well, yeah, and, I, and actually I've been using this example in the last couple of weeks. And the reason we came up with this this topic is because hey, it's the end of the year. It seems like people have budgets they need to spend. And, and um, sure. you know, we've got pretty good growth going here in the industrial sector. So uh, so things have gotten busy and, and, and both sides of it, um, equipment to sell and equipment to rent. And, and it's, it's a little crazy. But um, I go back to when I'm coaching my boys in baseball and, and my daughter, although she wasn't a pitcher, so I didn't have to worry about this. But when my, when my two boys were on the mound and they've got to throw a pitch to a batter that, you know, means something, if that batter gets a hit or if that batter gets a walk or on base, you know, changes the outcome of the game. Hey, just take a deep breath and you do what you are trained to do. You're trained, you're trained just to get up there, lift your leg, pull your arm back and throw a pitch. Throw right. the pitch, take a deep breath because if, if you are uh, anxious and if you're thinking, if you're thinking too much about what you can't do, that, that's where I, I try to tell. I, and so what I'm doing is I'm, I'm using that example and I'm bringing it to the guys and the, the people, you know, those guys, girls, everybody that's, everybody that's at the, at the office. Hey, just do what you know you're supposed to do. Take a deep breath and accomplish each each step one at a time. Yeah, and and that's, to me, uh, I think that's I think great advice. If the leader, if the leader is anxious and running around saying, "Oh my goodness, you know, we're never going to make it," or or we've got you know we got to hire some people so that you know you guys have help. Okay, fine. That's something that you can be thinking of, but you don't need to tell your troops. The, the shortfalls that you have, just give them, and you can't give them more than they can handle either. Don't tell them that they've got to do 24 hours worth of work in the next eight hours. Okay, right. you have to understand. You have to understand what can get done. You know, you push them definitely, definitely push them, and and they will get a sense of achievement when they stretch their capabilities and abilities to to achieve the goal. And that's where, and I'm not saying that I'm anywhere near you know, a leader, but the leaders that I see, the leaders that I see have already built that into their team in that, in that when, when they have to be stretched, the team has to be stretched. The people do stretch and they do it because they, they want the leader to see that it can be done. And then the leader is successful and the group is successful. Right. You know, and I, I think I've brought this, this example up before in previous podcasts, but, you know, just as you were talking about the, the leaders should not, be uh, portraying any sort of of anxiety or or fear you know the the movie u five seventy two that's exactly yeah. what happens where a young uh u boat captain uh winds up taking ownership of a submarine and then all of a sudden just chaos is happening, and he's like well i don't know what to do i'm i'm throwing up his hands and all that kind of stuff and his um i don't know what you call him the first captain or the first the guy that supports the captain executive executive. officer literally pulls him aside and said i'm going to beat the crap out of you if you do not stop Mm -hmm. you know showing that type of of uh, personality in front of your men they need you to be um steady stern steadfast and and feel like you know where you're going whether you do or not that doesn't matter you need to you need to have that confidence and so yeah. that's that you know that that's always stuck with me. That that one clip in that movie has just really as you can tell cuz I've used it a couple times in our podcasts, but that that has really stuck with me uh you know as an analogy for 
you know, how a leader really should act, whether he's anxious or has problems or not, it doesn't matter. He's got to pick a direction, stay with the direction, be confident and move forward. I, I agree. As long as we add a couple of caveats that, that the leader doesn't blow smoke. Don't, don't, don't go down. Oh, agreed. If you don't, if you really, if you really don't know, and the thing that you should be doing is leaning on your management team. And, yeah. And I, now I will to, say, I yeah, I will say in that analogy, there are lives at stake. Oh yeah. You know, well, yeah. I, they're, they're, you know, a thousand feet under the water and, you know, getting, you know, those, uh, one of those tanks dropped on them with the bombs or whatever. Um, depth charges. Explosive depth charges. Yeah. They're getting depth charges dropped on them, you know, so there's lives at stake here on, in that particular analogy, you know, yeah. so I think it is a little bit extreme, but, uh, but you're right. You should not be blowing smoke either. You're exactly right. So anyway, um, so when, when, when workload, when workload changes, how do you manage it? Cause needless to say, you won't have enough resources. There that's won't right. Be enough time in the day. So, yep. so I guess where we went on this was the leadership team has to understand. And to me, that's a lot of the, the major, let's see, tool, the biggest tool that you have as, as the leader or the management team is understand what the situation is. Understand that you don't have all of the resources and that, you know, you have to direct, you know, overtime to cover some of it. You have to direct third parties to come in and help. You know, when, when, when things like that happen, don't, don't just tell the, the people that work for you, Hey, you got to get it done. That, that does not help the situation at all. Not at all. Think of the customer. Yeah. You know, when, when, when somebody says something that, and when I say somebody, when you see your management or your, your leadership say, Hey, we've got to, we've got to um, satisfy the customer. And, and if, if it's such a stretch, like I said, 24 hours of work in the next eight hours, you saying it to your team, Hey, we've got to satisfy the customer. It's got to get done without providing real answers or a real path to the answer. You lose all kinds of credit. You know, one of the things that uh, we're working on right now, because one of the zones that we have set up is, is a hose zone in which we assemble hose assemblies for all kinds of people, mobile technology, um, conveyor industry, um, you know, people like, Peterbilt and Kenworth and, you know, pretty much anything that has a hose on it where, you know, we can supply. But one of, one of the things that we've been talking about quite a bit is how do you take an area like that and continually flex back and forth, up and down with the demands in that type of product where we could literally be requested to build, you know, 50 hoses uh, and, and need them done in, you know, three or four days and then turn around and have maybe, you know, two or three hoses to build, uh, the next moment and need to build other assemblies in that same area, like, uh, filter assemblies or manifold assemblies or things like that. You know, so we're trying to invent some ways to, to flex that area, flex that line so that we can be what I would call agile enough to be able to take care of 80% of our range of work at any given moment. And so we're really challenging each other to try and think about, uh, you know, how we handle something like that. I'm not sure that happens as much as your environment being that you're mostly large industrial equipment. Is that correct? 
Yeah, but I mean, I think there's still the, the questions that I'm going to ask you are, are, are questions okay. that I ask. I ask our team. So have you okay. done? Have you done um, time studies and, and tooling change out? And do you know? Do you know how how many how many of any certain type or or range of hoses that you could produce at one time? So like if if you if you if you needed to do fifty foot hoses with whatever connections on both end, both ends, right? You know you can make. 10 of them an hour and then, yes. and then, and then to change to, to, uh, you know, four foot hoses, is there a change out time or you can make 50 four foot hoses an hour. So, 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 so we're able that, to, you can, you can build a matrix and at least then talk to the sales team because the sales team is the first, um, method of offense and defense. So if, if right. the customer says, I need 500 hoses tomorrow, the sales guy has to have the information that says, well, you know, we're the best in the business, but we can only make 300 by tomorrow. I can get you 300 tomorrow and then 200 the following day. If they have that kind of information because you've given them the capacity throughput through that hose area, I right. mean, at least that's a start. You know, what, what we, what we run into to the most, because we do know, um, how long it takes us to make uh, a certain quantity of certain hoses and things like that. We have a pretty good idea there. Our biggest problem is, is capacity and the fact of, let's say we've had a customer order a hundred hoses. And if that's all that was ordered, we're good. But if another order happens to come along at the same time and we need another hundred hoses with the same delivery date, you know, that customer doesn't care about that other customer that needs theirs first. We, you know, what we're, what we're constantly dealing with is that right now one of them loses, you know, it's almost okay. like which one, which one of you came in first. So we're trying to flex in that direction where we could literally flex to a point of being able to handle multiple orders at any given time when the need arises. That's, okay. that's so really the, the so next back, flex that we're trying to look at. I go back to the offense and defense. Does the sales team know? When an order for a hundred hoses come in, comes in and takes up capacity, does, does the next sales guy or it, it would be no. Okay. So there you go. That's a start. No, sure that so in other understand. words, right. So there is no, right now there is no real time, uh, capacity view for what's going on in that particular area. Uh, so that other people outside our environment can see and, and look in and go, Oh, you know what? They've got, they've already got two out of their three lines taken up. If I sell this and it takes up that line, then we can't take up any more until let's say four days later, you know, something like that. They, they do not have any sort of view that would give them that type of information. And I really think that's kind of my next uh, step yeah. is to figure out how to get to that point and, well, and be yeah. able to handle, be able to handle. I mean, cause obviously you could take that scenario and multiply the what ifs, you know, indefinitely, but you can't, you know, I obviously don't have the space to just flex into all of a sudden going from two, two assembly lines to let's say 10 assembly lines. You know, I can't do that. I mean, I literally don't have the, the square foot to do, do something like that, but maybe get it to the point where I can at least handle most situations. And then once that's hit, you know, our salespeople can see it and go at least be able to make a decision and say, okay, I'm going to talk the customer into waiting this long. I think you'll be okay. Or be able to say, you know what, that order right there can wait. Um, you know, we need to put this order in. Now yeah. the problem you get into with that is inefficiencies. 
um, because they may have already pulled the material. You know, now it's sitting, you know, on the shop floor in the way. Um, you know, so it, there, there would definitely be have some bugs to be worked out to doing something like that. But I do think that that is one of the next things I, I need to look at when, you know, we're talking about flexing with work and, and, yeah. you know, demand, so to speak. So, yeah, and, and what I'm thinking in my head is that, that you from, from operations in the shop can put out a lead time report. Hoses yeah. lead time is, is three days, four days, whatever it is. Um, yeah. So, so just put out a lead time report and constantly put that out so that everybody has the same information as often as you think is necessary. I, I would imagine if you put a lead time report out that, that if it takes you one day to make a hundred hoses, you put out a lead time of three days. And then as long as the sales team knows, knows that, Hey, it's three days because of other things that come in or a guy gets sick, you know, he's right. out for the day, then, then he could be selling or she could be selling at a three day lead time for a hundred hoses. But if that person, if the customer needs it the next day, then he calls mm-hmm. you up and says, Hey, Les, can we bust out a hundred hoses by tomorrow? And then you can right. say yes or no. Well, and that's no what we're point, doing right now there's no, is there's, there's no point in the, in the salespeople telling the customer, yeah, we know we can get a hundred hoses out in a day. And there's five per, five people telling customers we can get hoses out in a day. And then they all come in and you, you, you can only get 100 hoses out for, for customers are disappointed. So you might as well, you might as well give the customer at this point and say, Hey, it's going to take three days to get those hundred hoses for you. Yeah. What, what we've got going on right now is the fact that, you know, our shop is, is wanting to go to a, a standard lead time that's, you know, like two weeks. The problem is, is that the sales guys are telling us, I may as well not even talk to them because we're already worked ourselves out of the opportunity. There you go. If I, I told and, them two weeks. And that's good. And that's good feedback from the sales team. So, so that's unacceptable. That so, and that's why I like bringing it up this way because, and, and I'll always go back to, you know, that front line because the operation right. side and the sales side, they have to work together. If, if they don't work together, just like you heard from the sales guy, no point in telling them if you're going to take, you know, forever to get this stuff done, just because it can, it, and I'll just be mean about this. It conveniences you, you know, then, then we're not going to sell anything. And then you, you turn around and say, Hey, if it conveniences you, Mr. Mr. Salesperson, that you can make all the sales with a lead time of one day, I can't fulfill that. So you, you, have, right. you have to work together. Yeah. No, I think the, I think the communication is the first step. And that's one of the areas that we've started in is, is making sure that they have a clear line. Cause that was one of the things they had brought up is, they were saying, well, we're not sure who to contact uh, when we need to know this information. So we've set that up. We've defined that for them and made sure that that's very clear. And so that we've taken the first step in doing that. But now how do we get it to the point where, because here's the other problem is, is what if we don't have the material in stock and it's a long lead, you know, like if they have, you know, quick connects or QDs uh, on the ends of the hose and it's got a, you know, a five week lead time, you know, so there's, there's, you know, Issues like that that come about where uh, we literally can't get the parts in time, you know, because we're not well, we're not stocking them or something. And that's 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 a different aspect, but it's a support aspect. And I keep I, I keep going back. Everything is connected, so you know how yeah. much you sell in a year. And this is this right. is for everybody out there, regardless of what they sell. So you know you know how much you sell. So you know how much uh, over a period of time you consume. So what is your stocking level of those long lead items? And, and right. you either, you either stock them yourself or you get your supplier to stock them and have them, you know, be able to deliver them just in time. That, uh, that if, if you do need, 
extras. And you don't you don't ever want to be out. You don't want to be out. So the least you can start your production. But if you know 24 hours, you can get the the rest of the delivery. Then that's at least you know an option for not waiting five weeks to put in the order and then get everybody to approve the order. <laughs> we've we've gone through that talk about getting stuff. Approved. Oh yeah. You know, so, I really like your idea. I really like your idea of the of the matrix, trying to come up with a uh, a visual aspect of what material you know involved is involved in all the different hose type assemblies, and then figuring out how to uh, come up with a matrix that would support all of those items, whether like you yeah. said, whether they're managed here or managed there. Yeah, eighty percent of them anyway. The majority. Yeah, you know, the majority a, a high percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. that's, that's an interesting I, one. Yeah, I try to just break it down, break it down to, and that, and that's where the, and just like even now, I talked earlier about that that feeling in my torso. It's like yeah. a a a calm. My heartbeat is not going too fast, but like I understand your issue, but it's uh-huh. just okay. Well, how do we how do we take one step in solving the problem? And right, then, and then as long as you have people on both sides of the issue that can that can listen and think and and move to that next step of okay we're one step closer to solving this this problem as long as you have people like that then i think things can get done without any of the politics or any of the nonsense you know because well and i was just and i was just getting ready to add add to to my comment earlier when i when i was saying you know that you know when these problems arise that's where i get a little bit uneasy i don't think i get uneasy with the problem the problem is not the problem. The the emotions that usually get pulled into things like this is really my my concern. You know, are people truly trying to work towards solving the problem, or do they just want to uh, okay. whine and moan about it? Well, now my my comment to you is: take a deep breath. Take and a deep breath. Yeah. 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 Now I, I I say that to you: take take a deep breath because when you hear the BS out of somebody. Because they want to, they've got an agenda or an axe to grind or something like that. The best yeah. thing you can do is take a deep breath and ask them questions that lead them down the path of getting to the answer you want. So, so like you know, is, when somebody says, well, we, very... can't, we can't do that. So you're telling me this can't happen. Oh, no, that can happen. Okay, well, if, if, if that can happen, then are you saying that, you know, whatever the next step, you know, what we don't have enough people to do this? Yeah, we don't have enough people. Well, what if I get you somebody? Then you have enough people. I saw that. You know, so you try to you just go down and you grab each hurdle by asking questions and you walk them down the path to how you're gonna get it done right. That is a very uh high EQ activity. <laughs> you know, that's what we're all we're that, all striving for, right? I, I was gonna say, and that's what we need to be working towards. Yeah. I, I I bring that up because that is maybe that's a topic for another day. Emotional well, intelligence. Yeah, and I like it, and and I mean my my kind of passion hobby, what I plan on doing as a uh, as a retirement job, whenever that whenever that happens, is is kind of being a mediator. I, I mean, I love negotiating, and I love listening, and, and coming up with solutions. So that's the right. engineer part, coming up with a solution. But the, the contracts and the negotiation is is kind of something that everybody around in companies hates, except for lawyers and some crazy people like me. But Man, I just love that. Give me, give me a situation where we've got to come to a resolution and, and you listen and you ask and you, um, walk people down the path. Things, you can get things done. You, get things done. you know, so, 
So wrapping this thing up, um, you know, I think that dealing with the, the flex that has to happen with, within, within any sort of, of, uh, business environment has to be dealt with. You have to come up with ways of managing, um, the influx of work that goes constantly up and down. And you have to have your employees in a state in which they can work with that kind of environment. Because at the end of the day, if everybody's focused in the same, same direction and working the same way, I, I, I believe that you, you can do great things because now you're dealing with the stuff, the, the, the chaos that, you know, is constantly coming your way. You know, how would you wrap yeah. this up? Uh, my, my wrap up would be after you get through the, the, Pig in the python, as, as some people say, you know, when you, yeah. when you swallow a whole big, big lump of work and you get, you get through, you better do a postmortem. You better look at how did, how did you handle it? What could have been done differently? And then is, is the, does the paradigm shift? Okay. If this happens more often, then, okay, maybe you need to staff up. But then if, if your staff isn't working at a hundred percent efficiency or effectiveness, then you've got to figure out other other work to keep them busy when you don't have these big influxes of work, uh, or you set up some kind of you know, or you know I'm not, I I don't want to come up with the answers right now. So you have to do a post mortem, you know whether yeah. you whether you add to your own your own team, you increase the tools that they have, or you have a a company that can take that can that you prepare to take some of the. Uh, you know, high levels of work that come through where, where you, you get their help. You know? Yeah. And you buy that by the drink. Well, <laughs> why don't we go ahead and wrap this up right here? Um, I hope that, uh, everybody has enjoyed this episode of man versus business. Uh, we will be back with you next week to cover another, another topic. Y'all have a good day and Sean, you have a good day also. Thanks. Take care less. Yep. You too, buddy. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man vs. Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week. Thank you.